Hey, Hope family. We made it an entire week without any snow. I didn't know that we would ever see it again. And I guess, actually, if you count like those few minutes on Monday, we had some snow. But I'm willing to overlook that for this win. Today, we will look at another pair of short parables of Jesus. We did the same thing last Friday, looking at the parable of the hidden treasure and the pearl of great price. And today, I want to look at another uh, couple of parables, also come from Matthew 13, just a few verses. And we look at these verses to help us understand a key difference in the kingdoms of this world versus the kingdom of God. And the idea we're looking at today is when you want to accomplish a big task, when there is a a large goal that you are seeking to accomplish, how do you do it? And I think by the standards of this world, big goals require big actions. But I think what we see through the life, ministry, and these two parables of Jesus is that that is not always the case. So let's take a look at Matthew 13, and we'll read verses 31 through 33. There we read, He, being Jesus, put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make a nest in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour, till it was all leavened. Next month is the 18-year mark from the start of the Iraq War. The war started with preemptive bomb strikes. Over 3,000 bombs and missiles were dropped in strategic areas to target Iraq's air defenses and areas surrounding then-President Saddam Hussein's palace. This strategy was known as shock and awe. It was supposed to send a loud message. As one Pentagon official put it, this move was supposed to leave Iraqi soldiers with bleeding eardrums and mouths full of sand. The hope was that this would send a message that would let Iraq know it it was outmatched and they should show little resistance. This huge display of power was supposed to help streamline the war and help America achieve its desired goals quickly. Well, the war officially lasted 11 years. It didn't really help speed things up. American soldiers still have a presence all throughout the Middle East. Young men and women who were not born are now old enough to be deployed to places still reeling from the effects of shock and awe. Those of you who have taken a liking to history are likely familiar with the term Blitzkrieg, which has a similar intended result as America's shock and awe. It's a strategy that uses rapid, overwhelming force in a concentrated area, meant to overwhelm and really dishearten your enemy. The method used by American military wasn't new. This is actually the way kingdoms of this world have always worked. We believe whether it's about, we believe, whether it's about intentional war or getting what we want on the playground, that big acts of force will help us reach our desired outcome. This is something that the the kingdoms of this world ingrain in us. Again, this is true of military efforts, but it's true of all of our efforts. We believe that bigger 
is better. That more is better. If I want to impress someone, I have to dress especially nice, dial up my personality, tell my best jokes, share my best stories. As Christians, often we believe this is true as well. I hope we are less likely to think dropping bombs on people is a good idea, but we still believe bigger is better. If I want to be a good Christian, then I need to go big. I need to be a missionary or a pastor. I need to really sacrifice all of my wants and desires and just be a full-time, be in full-time ministry. Or if I'm not going to do that, then I need to spend my weekends handing out tracts and volunteering at homeless shelters and I need to read the Bible more often, and I need to wake up earlier so that I can spend my quiet time with Jesus. I need to use my influence to pressure people into making a decision for Christ. Now, not everything that I just rattled off there was a bad idea, and maybe God is calling you to do some of those things. But if we believe that the way to make meaningful impact in this world is only through big actions— then I think we miss a core message that our King, Jesus, tried to tell us in his life and through his words. Jesus was a different kind of king, and we are to be different kinds of citizens. I just finished reading a book called Fight, a Christian case for nonviolence by Preston Sprinkle, and in it he says, Worldly kings flex their muscles to rule the earth. Jesus kneels to wash feet. Gentiles lord it over other people. Christians become servants to everyone. Rome crucifies those who threaten its power. Jesus endures crucifixion as a pathway to resurrection glory. And he calls his disciples to bear their cross and follow him down the blood-stained road to Calvary. And Jesus, in the parables we read at the start of this, tell us that it is not the big things or the big actions that characterize his kingdom. It is like a mustard seed the smallest of all seeds. It is like leaven that when placed in flour, it becomes imperceptible, but it has an undeniable impact. Before, during, and after Jesus' life, Israel had plenty of would-be messiahs. Do you know the names Simon and Anthrogenes? How about Ptolemaeus? How about Menahem and Simon ben Giora? Or Simon bar Kokhba? You don't know those names? They don't ring a bell. They all lived and died either during the life of Jesus or within a hundred years of Jesus' death. They took really big risks and attempted large-scale actions to usher in what they believed would be the kingdom of God. And all of them were killed by Rome. And we don't talk about them anymore. The one thing they had in common with Jesus was that they were killed by Rome. But we don't talk about them anymore. We still talk about Jesus. Jesus, who came to serve the least of these. Jesus, who used little things like a couple of fish and a few loaves of bread to feed over 5,000 people. Jesus, who used little things like his spit and dirt to restore sight to the blind. Jesus, who himself became a little thing by taking the form of a servant and washing his disciples' feet. Do we actually believe that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, like leaven, practically imperceptible, but making a huge difference? God has always used little things, the weak things, the everyday moments of life to make the biggest impacts. He used uneducated fishermen. He used demon-possessed women. 
He used stigmatized Samaritan women. God still uses the little things today. Instead of waiting for the big moments of faithfulness and spiritual power, how can you be a mustard seed or a bit of leaven today to help grow the kingdom of God?